Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 422 of the My 123 Cents podcast. It is nearing the end of the year. Last week... Tyler Heath Hatton and I did a Stride Pro Wrestling Year in Review, and this week, Chad Smart is joining me, and it's not necessarily the Cinti Awards as they were in the early days of the Cinti's. It was much easier to keep up with wrestling back in those days. Uh, this year, though, we are doing a year in review and kind of talking about some of the big stories in the world of professional wrestling across the board, and we may throw some awards out there. I don't know, Chad. It's going to be a, kind of a free for all if you will welcome back to the show it's been a little bit uh i don't know what was the last time the kane episode back in october or have we talked since then uh, on the no, podcast I think, I, yeah i think it's been two months and uh, that's way too long for me to not be on your show i was starting to feel neglected and like i you know you were the tony Khan to my miro uh, <laughs> i'm just here you have me signed up and never use me but uh yeah is, is this going to be a free for all or a brawl for all it may be a little both. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I, I always have big ideas, and I, I'm sure you and, and maybe some of our listeners experience this too. You know, grand ideas, um, and then I feel like once October ends, the rest of the year is just a blur, mm -hmm. and it's like trying to coordinate and get people's schedules and get everything kind of lined up. And you know, full disclosure. I'm going to be out of town for uh, an entire out of the country, actually, an entire week, and we'll probably record next week's episode uh, in Mexico uh, on vacation. I'm 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 hoping to sneak away and, and get a little time to do that because, as I said, this is the second of three year in reviews, and next week I'll be doing a review of of my one two three cents the brand and kind of looking ahead and. Chad, we'll talk off uh, this recording about some ideas that I have for next year. But um, yeah, I was going to say also, real quick. Yeah. Oh, you talk about big ideas. Yeah. I I think I've mentioned to you, like, I bought a new tablet that I could draw on because for oh, another, yeah. another podcast that I do called Out of Touchstone, cheap heat, cheap plug. Um, you know, I wanted to come up with some ideas for like some branding, some merchandise. And yeah, I started drawing and realized that my ideas exceed my skill level. Yes, so that's I hate that. the problem. Yes. 
Um, but that, and yeah, you know, I think for you too, the, after October, the year becomes a blur mainly because of your advent calendar. Well, that was going to be my next point is, you know, um, so I do this beer advent calendar. If you, if you don't, you know, watch or follow that on TikTok and on YouTube, um, every year I, for the last three years, I've done it. And, you know, this year, the, the gimmick with it is, is every beer in there is a Christmas or holiday themed beer. And with the exception of one, I've never had any of these before. Well, as I mentioned, we're leaving for Mexico technically Monday night, but we fly out Tuesday morning. We're leaving Southern Illinois and, and spending time up in, in, in St. Louis. And there is someone staying at my house. So don't think that, mm -hmm. you, you know, I know people freak out when you say you're not going to be around. People will be at my house while we're gone. So anyway, that being said, uh, I'm trying to also get these beers done for the calendar and, you know, pre-produce and, and, and pre-producing the podcast and, you know, do, doing all this last minute stuff here, but also at work balancing all that last minute stuff and scheduling. Cause it's all content creation and social media stuff. And, you know, I work at a college now and we're off for 18 days or I'm off for 18 days for Christmas break. And so I'm trying to get everything scheduled and put away for that. And, you know, working on stuff, promoting stride for January, which by the way, January 7th is New Year's revel or I'm sorry, New Year's knockout. I'm stealing names from WWE now. So check out strides page for all of that good stuff. But yeah, it's, you know, you mentioned the beer advent calendar, mm -hmm. like I said, and I'm on beer two tonight because I'm recording stuff to put in the can to drop then while we're gone in Mexico, because I can't take these beers with me to Mexico, which would be nice, but not feasible. So all that being said, um, I, I want to pick your brain and, and talk more because we haven't really talked in depth. And uh, we've talked, obviously, again, like I said, off podcast recording uh, and just, you know, between text and, and on the phone and whatnot uh, about a, a lot of these topics, big events, big news, big stories that happened in 2022. Um, and as we talk about these, I think we'll also kind of lead into things that we may see or may want to see in 2023. But I want to pick your brain right off the bat about Mandy Rose. Uh, it came out this week that the day after losing the NXT Women's Championship, which I don't know for sure, but I think maybe the longest reigning or close to, I, I guess Asuka third, might third be longest, longest I believe. Third longest. Okay. B but well over a year, mm -hmm. uh, an impressive run. Um, I always liked Mandy Rose. I, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's a uh, a physical attribute to her, but I, I also think that she's a good character, especially in NXT. I really think that she came into her own in NXT, um, dropped the title, and then seemingly the next day released. And there's lots of information swirling out there uh, as we record this on Thursday evening. You know, I don't know what all is fact and what is fiction, but it sounds to me, based on the the gist of what I've read, is you know she's making money on other sites, doing things that she is doing also with WWE, and I get it. You know, there's that balancing act, and again, you get into the whole argument over independent contractors and and being able to do things on your own, and and what is right and what isn't right, and I hope personally that this gets resolved and they can find some, you know, I, I think Zelina Vega went through a similar situation a couple of years ago. So I'm hoping Mandy Rose is back on team WWE, but as this drops on Monday, she may already be all elite. So who knows, but what are your thoughts? 
you know, we, we did kind of talk about this when it happened um, the day via text. And my mm-hmm. thoughts are one, I don't know the details. Yeah. You know, I, I only know what is being reported online, which, you know, as wrestling, I'm air quoting journalism team, t- seems to go is like, there's like three people who actually get scoops and then thousand people that reinterpret that news and, you know, play telephone with it. So um, I think it was shocking. I, I did not, you know, would not have expected that when Mandy lost the title, although I did find it odd that they were were supposed to have the title match, the women's title match at New Year's um, Evil, the NXT oh. special in, because that's when the men's title will also be defended against the Iron Survivor. And the fact that they threw it on this week's NXT with no real build, build um, I found that a bit shocking. Um, so you thought something was up? Uh, no, I didn't think something was up. I just thought oh. it was bad bad booking um, oh gotcha and then yeah when she you know when news came out that she, and i'd seen that she would had been t- trending on twitter um throughout the day and i just figured oh it's carry over from nxt people are talking uh-huh. about her losing and then i can't even i don't remember where i finally saw that she had been released and and uh you know in in full journalistic um mode i guess i did try to find out why these pictures were um or these videos were causing so much controversy and you know it is a little bit different than zelena vega you know who was doing a twitch stream and who does cosplay and yeah uh, you know and mandy's is more uh adult oriented but you know my can you send me that link For Maybe, investigative yeah. so, journalistic, yeah, you, just so you know what you know what we're talking about, um, and you know, and, and granted, what I saw was not, you know, I, depending on what your definition of pornographic is. Um, let's just, I'll just say, you know, a lot of it was a lot of naked butt shots. Okay, okay. still probably maybe not the image that WWE wants to sell, but apparently, uh, and you know, to me, the bigger issue is like she has this fan page that I don't know how many people know about it, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't know about it until it became an issue now. Yeah. That and so it's released. like, yeah, it's like, it's the Streisand effect where you don't want attention to something, but you bring more attention to it by saying you don't want attention to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, apparently they, you know, on her page, she had a video that I think they said cost like $200 to unlock. And so my thing is, I'm, you know, I'm not so concerned with what she's doing on these videos. It's more like who is paying $200 in this age of free internet, you know, pornography, if that's what you're looking for. Well, um, I'd like to announce that we have a my one, two, three cents GoFundMe set up now to yeah. uh, get access to this. Major Rose. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think we're going to set up a uh, my one, two, three cents only fans page because <laughs> no. <laughs> I God, think people no. would send us money to make sure we didn't put post yes. that content. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, I, you know, I see the, I've seen people complaining because, you know, on the, on XT, NXT, she is a sex symbol. That's what they're selling the sexuality of her character. And then, yeah, you know, but, but I do think there is a difference between being sexual and sex itself 
Yeah. You know, if you're going that realm. And plus, again, I don't know what her contract states. I don't know what was said to her regarding her dismissal. You know, if they had brought this up before and she kept it, you know, whereas like with Selena Vega, she had to shut down her Twitch channel for a while. And I think they finally worked something out um, when they, when she came back to WWE. But so my thought is WWE is a business. They, mm-hmm. you know, we may not like what they do. We may not understand everything that they do, but they, at the end of the day, they're the ones that get to make the call, not the fans who, you know, are upset about it. And yeah, I, I think she will be fine wherever she lands. Or even if, hey, if people are paying $200 for a photo or video, you know, yeah. she's probably making a lot, lot more money than you and I are. Mm-hmm. that site so <laughs> yeah i don't yes <laughs> well said well said and we'll we'll keep an eye on on that situation you know for obvious reasons <laughs> but again i should stop making these jokes but uh anyway uh i was just kind of curious what you thought on that do you do you think you know because again wwe is a publicly traded company again mm-hmm. we don't know the ins and outs we know what no. we've heard uh, I guess tonight, right before I hit record on this, she had released a statement. I don't know exactly what she is saying about the situation, but, um, you know, I, I'm not going to judge, like you said, uh, the situation too intently. AEW, good or bad, whether it's accurate or not, you know, has been known as the company that kind of picks up the WWE cast-offs and, and those mm. who have left and, and whatnot. I think she'd be a great get for AEW. But again, you get lost in the shuffle, perhaps. I don't know. It's another pretty face. Uh, You know, does AEW then have to worry about, because I I think at one time, and we're going to get to him in a little bit too, Mm. there was talk of Ric Flair going to AEW, and then that that, uh, uh, Dark Side of the Rain came out and didn't really paint the nature boy in a positive mm-hmm. light. And I think he had a little heat with WWE as a result of that. Things mm-hmm. are seemingly better now, but uh, you know, at, at one point I do think that, that these higher profile wrestling companies do look also at those things that could kind of get them dragged into mm-hmm. mainstream media, um, whether you agree or disagree on what Mandy Rose was posing and, and doing. Um, and then we, you know, noticed that she was doing pictures before you know she did the Shawn michaels pose with the belt strategically oh. placed over her breast and her um you know genital area probably not the right word to use but anyway uh you know so then where do you draw the line and, and and you know again it's a or it's wwe's prerogative and i don't know if AEW would would have a stance uh either way or if they would even have interest in her well you know AEW, I guess, can look at it this way, is that if they did sign her and do, and she does anything that becomes, you know, fodder for the media, um, the way the journalistic um, uh, experts are set up, she will always be referred to as form, as for either WWE star or former WWE yeah. star and not as an AEW star. Because that's true. when it comes to wrestling, WWE is the only name that matters. You know, and it is, it, it goes to that whole branding and, you know, AEW is as much as people uh, are pooling for them and, you know, wanting them to survive and, and definitely room for, for, you know, the competition, if you will. Uh, 
you know, WWE is like Band-Aid. You know, Band-Aid isn't what the actual product is. Mm. It's the brand name and, yeah. and Kleenex. Xerox and, you know, all you know, all those things. So I, I get it. WWE is going to always kind of get that drag, but it's also going to get that boost when people talk wrestling. Mm. They typically are referring to WWE. Uh, I'm debating where should we go next? Do you want to go to AEW or do you want to go to WWE and, and Vince McMahon? Well, I think since we're talking um, Mandy Rose, I think Vince McMahon would be the next logical step. That's yeah, that's kind of where I was heading to, and and um, you know the the most recent report, obviously back in July, he and I'm air quoting retired mm-hmm. from the company, seemingly gone. There are rumors and innuendo that he's still have some kind of control. I don't necessarily think that he does, but. Um, you know, the latest reports are that he wants to come back. One, because to me, this is probably the biggest wrestling news story, definitely of the year. And I, I would argue it may be, and we're only two years into this decade, but it may be the biggest story of the decade. Um, what are your initial thoughts? Because, you know, Tyler Hatton and I, who... Uh, had had met Vince McMahon a couple of times when he did some stuff with WWE. He he joined me for a, a, an episode on this uh, very topic, and there was a lot of negativity around his retirement. As far as uh, you know, fans kind of what you know. To me, I, I can remove the artist from the person, mm-hmm. and I think Vince McMahon is one of those cases where you have to do that with, um, and and. Not, I don't want to say overlook or diminish the allegations, but without Vince McMahon, I don't think this podcast or pretty much any other podcast that's out there that's wrestling related exists. True. I mean, had he not had the foresight in 1984 to line up WrestleMania, then, you know, I think the wrestling landscape would definitely be um, a lot different than it is now. And would probably still be territorial because I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody would have had the vision to to take it global. You know, maybe with once cable t- television set in and got more popular, maybe, you know, um, especially with the Crockett promotion being on WTBS and getting national coverage, maybe it would have exploded. But but I think the presentation, the sizzle is why, yeah. why people latched on to WWE. Um, as far as Vince stepping down. Yeah, it was shocking. You know, we've discussed several times during our friendship, knowledge of each other that we never expected Vince to voluntarily step down. And, right. um, and yeah, the reasons why he stepped down are not good and would probably be the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons why he should not come back to WWE because that is going to, if if he comes back, that is going to haunt WWE while he's there and maybe even after he would leave, you know, again, because it, it would throw into question your um, corporate structure, your corporate, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what, what the corporation allows its employees to, to do. And, and I think a lot of, um, especially a lot of the people that they have brought back that were fired you know, last year would probably um, be very leery of Vince coming back. And if they would, you know, 
be kept around or if they should start sending out feelers to AEW yeah. to pick them up when they left. So, yeah, I don't think Vince should come back. And uh, let, uh, let me cut to, you off right there. Yeah. Do you, okay, because here's what I'm thinking I'm thinking mm-hmm. he comes back as an on screen character with no, you know, kind of like how Eric Bischoff, when he came mm-hmm. to WWE back in, in yeah. 02 or 03, he, he didn't have any power. He was just a, a character, a talent, if you will. Do you ever see that happen? And when you say he shouldn't come back, are you talking flat out ever at all? Or could you see him coming back as a talent uh, and not necessarily as an authority authority figure? That character has been overdone, I think, mm-hmm. in WWE. And, uh, you know, but could he come back as Mr. McMahon um, and, you know, a special appearance, a one-off or a two-off or, you know, uh, you know, become that attraction like The Undertaker or Stone Cold Steve Austin had become in the past. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say no, he should not come back at all. And mm-hmm. bringing him back as an on-screen character after seeing him at WrestleMania this year where <laughs> he kind of got confused and, um, you know, I don't, you know, there's a difference between bringing Eric Bischoff in who is probably in his late 40s, early 50s. I'm, I'm not sure how old Bischoff is. Yeah. Um, as opposed to bringing in an, an 80 year old or near 80 year old man to be a character. Right. right. Um, yeah. My question to you would be, would they induct him into the hall of fame anytime mm-hmm. soon? Or would he even, because, you know, the thing is with the hall of fame, he never wants to be mentioned. It's right. why, um, you know, cert- some writers have been fired after wrestlers yeah. have, have spoken his name during the hall of fame ceremony. Do you think he would now, Accept a Hall of Fame induction. Hmm, that's a good question. I, you know, I would be. I mean, you got to think it's going to happen eventually, whether it's posthumously or, uh, you know, while he's still with us. And uh, you know, I, personally, I'd like to see it, you know, sooner rather than later because I do want to hear his speech. But I don't necessarily think, you know there's going to be anything groundbreaking or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're mm-hmm. ever, we're ever going to truly know the Vince McMahon story. I don't think he's going to sign up and, and join ad free shows and, and be a, mm-hmm. the next Conrad podcast, which I would love uh, <laughs> to get that. You know, I, I think Vince McMahon is, is probably everyone's ultimate or many podcaster slash wrestling interviewers, ultimate, you know, catch, yeah. if you will. Um, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, but that being said, and, and to answer your question, I think eventually, you know, at, at some point he goes in and there was kind of a little bit of a buzz that that this upcoming WrestleMania 23 or in 2023 would be the year that that happens. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't I don't see it happening just because, especially not anytime soon. I think mm-hmm. the allegations are still ongoing against him. You know, um, they're still being reported on. So I think they would want to give some separation between, let that die down and kind of get out of people's conscience, at, you know, on a timely manner. And then, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, if Vince is capable of giving a heart felt non in character acceptance speech to talk about you know everything that WWE has meant to him and what the fans have meant to him over the last 40 years 
So one thing that I have noticed since, you know, McMahon stepping down is that the buzz of, of selling the company uh, or WWE being for sale have kind of dropped off. And, and I can't imagine it going outside of the McMahon family, especially knowing that, uh, you know, Stephanie and, and Triple H, I think, are, are very capable of doing this. And, mm-hmm. and they have children who, whether or not they have interest in it, but Shane, and I don't know his relationship right now, but he has children also that, that I would imagine would be interested in this. So what, what are your thoughts on, on the potential of, of it going to a Disney or a, a, an NBC or, you know, universal Peacock kind of situation? Yeah. I think part of the reason why the rumors or the talk of WWE selling or being bought have died down since Vince, Vince left is, because Vince is gone. And, you know, while he was there, a lot of the talk was what's going to happen once Vince leaves, you know, with the company, would they keep the company, would they sell the company? But now we've seen that Vince is out, Triple H and Stephanie are running the company and they're doing, I don't know, apparently just as good, if not the same um, as Vince was doing, according to ratings, apparently this week. Um, But, yeah, I don't think that the I, I I can't see them selling unless they're going to keep uh, you know Triple H and Stephanie want to keep the company in control in some way. You know, if they sell and have a clause that they have to be retained as you know uh, board members or how a business transaction would would work out. I, I'm not sure on that. Um, yeah, I, again, would like to see them be sold to Comcast just because they've already got the same with NBC and USA, but also so that we can get WE land at Universal Studios. I want a, you know, a ladder match ride. So you like the idea of there being a WWE land? I, I, I could get on, on board with that. Yeah, I mean, why not? They, you know, want to merchandise everything, so... I, I think maybe that's uh, our next episode that I'm on. Maybe you and I can come up with our pitch for WWE land. I like it. I'm writing that down actually. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I know the odds of this ever happening are slim to none, but I thought, you know, earlier this year that the idea of him, of Vince McMahon retiring was slim to none. And 20 plus years ago, I never thought I would see Eric Bischoff on Monday night <laughs> raw. What is the likelihood of Vince McMahon working or being a part of any other organization? I know you said no to him coming back to WWE. Could you, would you see him? I I could see some smaller companies trying to make that grab, but I I couldn't imagine him going and ever doing anything on a talent basis, obviously, uh, with Tony Khan or AEW. Yeah, I don't see that happening either because one, I think Vince would want too much control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, like I, I said, you know, he's an 80 or near 80 year old man. So he shouldn't be taking any bumps. He shouldn't be involved in any storylines and you don't need an authority figure. There's really not much, you know, other than to put him on the show, just to be like, Oh my gosh, it's Vince in the impact zone or it's Vince on dynamite, mm-hmm. which would give you, you know, a rating for one night and then um and then what do you do with it uh, right that is AEW's kind of motif is you just bring them in for a short run and then forget they're there but 
yeah, I don't see Vince doing that. Well, do you see CM Punk coming back to AEW? That was probably, uh, I would argue, the second, maybe the second biggest story of 2022. CM Punk and his, uh, you know, I, I think maybe feud is the is the right word with members of the elite who, mm-hmm. are, of course, are executive vice presidents of of AEW, Kenny Omega, uh, Nick, and and um, God, what's the other brother's name? Matt, right? Yes, Pat Nick and Matt Nick. Jackson. Yeah, I, I was drawing a blank for a second. Uh, you know, obviously big players in AEW. Um, you know, I don't watch consistently or or weekly. I should say I I follow on social media and whatnot. Um, I did see the the scrum, and I I personally thought Punk was very unprofessional. I don't think you would have ever seen a situation like that in another company whether Tony Khan, you know, and, and people make their argument about him and whether what you want to believe or not, you know, I feel like was kind of when he brought punk in a fanboy um, and overlooked a lot of punk's attitude. And I do think that there's a reason why he was gone from the business for eight years. I think that uh, he can come off as a prick quite honestly. And uh, whether he's right or not, you know, I feel like the whole media scrum thing um, after after the pay-per-view and, and his attitude, I just think it was time, you know, and it was a, just over a year run that he had in AEW. But mm. I personally, I, I don't see him coming back anywhere. Um, I feel like he's burned bridges in, in both companies, and I think he's probably too pompous and, and too big for his britches to go to an impact or MLW. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, is is Punk right? Is he wrong? What what's the right way to to move with him next? Uh, again, not knowing any of the backstage stuff, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, so I can't comment on that. But I did watch the scrum live, and it just seemed to be very um, abrupt with him just starting to go off right from the very beginning. And, and yeah, I think Tony Khan should have stopped it, you know, right after he started going off on 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 the elite and and Hangman Page. But and I think Tony just kind of sat there like, I don't know what to do because I've never been in this situation. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, and if he stops it, then it's going to make news, you know, also because. Then it's going to be like, okay, what's going on? But either way, I, you know, I don't know what happened after Punk left the scrum and the locker room um, conversation or situation. But I think I don't see a way for Punk to come in and not have it be, you know, throw a um, phrase I'm looking for. It, I think it would cause too much conflict. If mm-hmm. if this isn't a work, if this is everything is legit, uh, you know, above the board, then I I just don't see how Punk could come back, and especially, you know, come back in a high profile manner and not have other people in the company um, questioning it and mm-hmm. being like, hey, why, you know, why does this guy get to come back in after everything that he's done, you know, although. 
you know, depending on how much money he is still owed and how much contract time he still has left, maybe that could factor in because, you know, if you're going to have to pay a guy, maybe you try to work something out so that you can, you know, at least get something back on your investment. And mm-hmm. I'm sure Punk is a, you know, ticket seller and he's a merchandise mover, but yeah. Um, but I think, you know, on the flip side too, I think the Bucks and Kenny Omega, the way that they have um, in recent matches since they came back have, you know, done things within the match to either play off the rumors or, you know, all, you know, imitate uh, CM Punk's moveset and whatnot. I, I think that is also, you know, should Tony should have like knocked that off right after the first match. It'd be like, no, mm-hmm. do not, you know, do that. And, and I think it makes them look petty as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you have fans that are going to side with either one, no matter what they do. So I just, again, if it was me and if I was working at AEW, I wouldn't want Punk back because, you know, it, it would only be a matter of time before he probably gets upset again and and starts complaining. Um, you know, the pipe bomb promo was pre-approved. The gripe bomb, bomb promo, as it's called, was not. And it did nothing, you know, especially for the fact that it was in a media scrum, it did nothing to uh, build to a match, you know, later on. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, all it did was bring a negative aspect into AEW. So, yeah, I think I, I don't see Punk coming back to AEW, and I don't think he should. What and about WWE? Um, unless they just want to stick it to AEW, I. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why they would want to why they would want to deal with with Punk's attitude as well as you know why would Punk want to go back to a place that even though Vince is gone, yeah, you know how much is changing behind the scenes and how right. much is still be the same and unless it's going to be you know on the you know kind of the Brock Lesnar deal or the you know now Roman Reigns deal where you show up a few times a year, you know mm-hmm. make make bank and then go out, but. You know, and the fact that in both of Punk's title matches, or I guess the match after he won the title initially, and then when in his comeback match, title match, um, after losing the title, um, you know, he's been injured. So is Punk snake bitten? You know, could you, yeah. you know, even if you brought him back, could you trust him to be there long term? Good point. Good point. Um, let me go to, since we're talking, uh, AEW and, and CM Punk, uh, you know, earlier in the year, Tony Khan purchased ring of honor. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of torn on this, you know, do, do you let the brand die, uh, 20 plus years of, of ring of honor. And, and late last year, they announced that they were taking a hiatus. And, and then of course it came out that Tony Khan had purchased the company running things um, through, you know, Dynamite and through Rampage. And and they've had a couple of, or a few maybe now at this point, uh, pay-per-views that are under the Ring of Honor banner. But as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, there is no Ring of Honor television right now. Um, And I don't know, you know, there's rumors of streaming services and, and, you know, buying the library. And and from that end of it, it makes sense. But... um, I feel like it kind of dilutes the AEW product when you're still 
hanging on to Ring of Honor as part of the AEW presentation and the programming, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, you know, I could never have imagined WCW, you know, having uh, they. It, they integrated and absorbed all that talent. And, you know, we can argue the whole invasion angle till the cows come home. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I would have preferred. And again, I, you know, all this consumption of wrestling and what it, it, you know, how do you do it? But I almost feel like it would have been better if they had a plan for ring of honor to be a separate entity, because I think, you know, Chris Jericho being the champion and Claudio Castagnoli being the champion, who are all, uh, as far as I know, still considered AEW talent. Is there a true line drawn between the two right now? Or are they all kind of, eh, this week I'm going to throw uh, Jungle Boy in a Ring of Honor TV title match against Samoa Joe? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not exactly yeah. sure. Yeah. I Well, first, after the last pay-per-view that just, happened a couple weeks ago they did Mm -hmm. i guess announce on the scrum and i don't know why they didn't make this announcement on the program why it was on the scrum but they have relaunched the ring of honor streaming service and Mm. they are going to put the ring of honor tv show on there you know i guess i don't know if that's for now or just uh, until they can get something better but you would have access to the entire ring of honor library plus a weekly show Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, are they going to tape that separate? Are they going to incorporate that into Rampage or Dynamite tapings? I I would hope not, but because I do think there needs to be a definitive difference between AEW and Ring of Honor. Yeah, and and yeah, I think I, I think you can understand maybe the mindset of. Uh, why you've been presenting Ring of Honor on AEW so far is to keep the name in the conscience of the wrestling fan and, you know, and putting the title on Claudio and then Jericho and now back to Claudio, you know, it gives it, you know, nothing against Jonathan Gresham, who was champion uh, that, that Claudio beat earlier this year, but uh-huh. more, more fans know Claudio than the know Grisham. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to sell a company, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, when TNA and Ring of Honor first started, they both came out a few months, um, you know, apart from each other. But TNA put their title on on Ken Shamrock to start, and and had Jeff mm-hmm. Jarrett and you know uh, the Ron Killings all in the mix. Whereas then Ring of Honor started and had. I think, I believe Xavier was their first champion and you had, you know, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, but they were indie stars at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're trying to sell a company and granted TNA's, you know, trying to get people to buy a weekly pay-per-view without knowing what a company is, what the company is, not the smartest decision, but well, all that I'm trying to say is that you want, if you're trying to launch something new, it is better to go with a name brand then mm-hmm. sure you know and so uh, i hope going forward that tony khan does have a plan to separate the two and just have ring of honor wrestlers and aew wrestlers and you know i think the biggest thing is going to be like okay if you're moved to ring of honor is that seen as a demotion is that going to be like mm-hmm. nxt for aew i you know i don't know um 
but yes, I definitely think that there needs to be a separation and Ring of Honor needs to stay with Ring of Honor. And because the last two pay-per-views have kind of, I think the Ring of Honor and the AEW pay-per-view both suffered from not having proper buildups to some of the matches, you know, especially the Ring of Honor one. It just seemed like yeah, before they're like, hey, these people who you've never seen on television are going to fight and these people are going to fight. And you're like, oh, okay. But, you know, granted, it was a that pay-per-view was sold uh, by Claudio versus Jericho and the double dog collar match between FTR and the Briscoes. And that's really all you needed to get people involved. And then the match itself and the show itself was really good. But, you know, again, you're trying to get people to buy something that they're unsure of, you know, whereas, uh, you know, contrast that with WWE pay-per-views or premium, premium live events, which are part of a streaming platform already. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, speaking of matches and and selling pay-per-views and events, uh, 2022 saw several, and again, I'm using air quotes here, last matches. Uh, Most notably, Ric Flair's, which you and I talked about uh, leading into that, because we were at Ric Flair's last match, we thought, in in 2008. Uh, 2022, we saw him team up with uh, his son-in-law, Andrade um, El Idlo. Thank you. I was trying to remember his his AEW name um, <laughs> uh, against Jeff Jarrett and uh, uh, Jay Lethal. Did you watch the match? Uh, I believe so. Yes, uh, I, I mean, blocked it out of my mind. That yeah, and I'm I'm not going to ask you to recount it, but you know, right after it happened, of course, and I do listen to all of the Conrad podcast, and I do listen to the Ric Flair podcast, which. And the last couple of weeks has gotten even more interesting, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, I feel like he's chomping at the bit to get back in the ring and, and, and wrestle again. And, and, you know, and at this point I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again, but you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, when, when a wrestler retires, there's always been that joke of, you know, are they really truly retired? We saw Shawn Michaels come back and, Mm -hmm. and do the one match with uh, the Saudi Arabia show. Um, So I think, you know, and, you know, Tyler and I talked about this on, on the podcast last week. You know, I, I guess if you have enough gas in the tank, I, I do not like the idea of the grandiose nature of Ric Flair's last match. To me, it's like a going out of business sale and the business stays open after they've mm-hmm. had that surge of sale. You know what I mean? And and maybe mm-hmm. I'm I'm drawing too big of a or, you know, a way out of the line parallel, but I feel like. You know, I'm cool with Flair staying retired and and coming back and and making appearances and and doing documentaries and and you know smoking his weed and doing his thing that way. But I don't necessarily know that I want to see him in the ring again because I do think it starts to diminish then that feel of you know I mean that whole damn night revolved around him. You know, it was called the show was called Rick hmm. Flair's Last Match, and. Uh, you know, they had action figures and, and all kinds of other things that that went along with that. And I think you get back in there and you've kind of pooped on everyone that was part of that process, I think. Um, so I would I would rather him not wrestle again. But what say you? Yeah, I don't want to see Flair back in the ring. And, you know, has, it's not even so much that, you know, we were at his quote unquote last match. Um, mm-hmm. He went to TNA. Uh, it's just 
you know, it's one thing for like Steve Austin to come back, who's still in good shape and do, uh, you know, do a one-off match. Ric Flair at his age is not, you know, and as you and I are both huge fans, I think we've said it on this podcast or maybe back in the blogs in the day that, you know, we're both pretty much wrestling fans because of Ric Flair. And Mm -hmm. sure. And I just, I don't want to see that legacy tarnish. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you see a band that can no longer perform, (laughs) let's bring up Motley Crue. You know, when you go and see Motley Crue, the rest of the band is still good. Vince Neil is not, and you don't want to see him, you know, you're like, Hey, if you can't do this, you're just tarnishing the memories that we have of you. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think Flair, you know, sadly um, has, you know, because he's been wrestling for so long and I think he craves the attention. I think, you sure. know, he's, he's talked about, you know, doubting himself. I think he needs the adulation and the, um, just the uh, ego boost that comes from being in front of a crowd to feel self self-worth. And, and so unfortunately because of that, he's going to do whatever he can, you know, you know, I Snapchat you several times a month, it seems with the latest flair quote where he's going off on somebody or doing mm-hmm. something. And it's like, you know, and it, I think it's all to just to keep his name in the press. Yeah. And you know, I, sadly, I would wish he could be kind of like going back to Vince McMahon you know, we haven't really heard much out of Vince since he stepped down. I wish right. Flair could be that same way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, you brought him up. So let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, we saw him, uh, which I think it was originally billed. And we, we did talk about this earlier in the year as well. But I, I want to kind of look ahead as we have this discussion. Um, you know, it was supposed to be a confrontation. I don't remember the exact verbiage they used, but uh, it was not scheduled at the time uh, uh, to be a match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania mm-hmm. this past year. Um, obviously it turned into one and, and there was buzz that, you know, that was going to be it. That was kind of his swan song. You know, he really didn't get that uh, before. Now there's rumor and innuendo that perhaps WrestleMania in Hollywood in, in 2023, which you and I are going to be attending, uh, you know, there's talk and buzz that, that he gets in the ring and, and wrestles at that event. Um, he, I've seen his videos on, on Instagram and, you know, he is working out. He looks great, uh, as we're recording this. And, and as the show drops, uh, the, the day before the show drops, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin will be 58 years old, which obviously still, you know, 12, 14 years younger than, than Ric Flair was for his last mm-hmm. match. And, you know, about the same for, for Steamboat, uh, you know, I, my concern would be injury, obviously, but, mm. you know, Ric Flair and, and Steve Austin are probably my top two favorites of all time. So personally, being there in in or Orlando, I'm sorry, in Los Angeles <laughs> uh, for WrestleMania, um, if I get to see that, I, I would be a happy person. And, and I, you know, again, the opponent, I'm not asking necessarily about that, but uh I never saw Austin at the height of of Stone Cold. I saw him mm-hmm. when he was kind of still coming up and and had be, started kind of become Stone Cold, but was not the height of of Stone Cold. So to get that opportunity to see that live, you know, and we've seen him there when he comes out and does the stunner at WrestleMania. We saw mm-hmm. his Hall of Fame induction. So I, I've seen all that, but 
to see him wrestle in, in front of a th- hundred thousand people, I'd be for it. I, I'm not against it. And uh, what say you on that? And then who would the opponent, ideal opponent, be in your view? You know, I, I think it's a tricky question to answer because mm-hmm. the <clears throat> I have two answers for this. One, I you know. I get fine. Steve Austin comes back. It's great. Fans are happy. I get it. But I think the more personal one is I don't want to see part-time wrestlers, especially at WrestleMania. You know, I, I, I don't know why it's such a big deal to me, but I, you know, cause that's just the end of the year, you know, has been the end of the, of the previous year that your big blow off show it should be the guys that have been and women now that have been out there <laughs> busting their butts for the whole year should get their adulations on the grandest stage. And, and I know a lot of these fans, you know, a lot of, a lot of wrestlers would be happy to uh, fight Steve Austin. You know, I think Kevin Owens um, was probably ecstatic that he was chosen to be, you know, in the match with, with Austin, because why not, you know, why wouldn't you want to be in there with one of the legends? Mm-hmm. I just think it, you know, we've talked about it before. It, it, if they come back, if these part-time wrestlers come back, they, unless they're Mick Foley, they always seem to win. And so then it's like, you're just, I know that wrestling is staged and it's all show, but it's just saying like, okay, the guys that are younger, that are you know, the guys you're trying to sell the audience on now aren't as good as the previous generation. And, you know, I think that's been one of my, I guess that's my biggest complaint over the last 20 years is that attitude era roster is always presented as being better and bigger than everything that is going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there comes a time where you have to let go of nostalgia. You have to let go of that and move forward. Otherwise, you know, I mean, in 20 years, are we going to see, you know, Kevin Steen, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, are they going to bring them back to, you know, to fight the current roster? I probably, but, and the fans will love it because, and, you know, and we've said it before too, it's the difference between if you're there live versus watching on television. If you're there live, yeah, you want to see it because you want, like you just kind of said in your intro, you're like, you want to see the, you know, the wrestler do their stuff live or be in their prime or whatever, as mm-hmm. opposed to watching at home where you're just like, oh yeah, it's okay. It's this guy on television. It's, you know, th- there's disconnect. And so that's why when, um, you know, when they, these guys come back and they get the huge pop from the crowd, it's not, to me, it's not necessarily a, oh, look, they got the pop. So the audience wants them to see them every week. It's more of the nostalgia pop. It's like, oh, we haven't seen yeah. this person didn't expect this and and you get a bigger reaction. Yeah. I I I I understand that. I, I can see that. And again, it, it comes down to who your favorites are, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 years from now, do I want to see Baron Corbin wrestling again? <laughs> no, cuz I don't want to see Baron Corbin <laughs> wrestling now. I think they're saying 20 I, minutes, I, do you want to see Baron Corbin yeah, wrestling? No. I, I don't mean to sound like a dick on that, but that's just kind of my view on on Baron Corbin. Um, well, Chad, that's kind of the, the, the ideas that I had to, to talk about here in review. Those were the big stories that kind of stood out to me. Anything that stands out to you that we didn't touch on, uh, that happened in, in 2022? Um, yeah, 
don't ask me that because you know I can't remember <laughs> anything that happened a month ago. Um, no, I think that's that covers all the major stories. Uh, I you know I think our biggest thing now is we just have to look forward to WrestleMania and figure out what our cosplay is going to be because I you yeah. know it's been a few years since we've been to Mania. Last time wasn't necessarily the best, uh, so I think we need to go all out for this for this time. Um, yeah, this. I, had, I mean, I realistically, no this might be it. This might be the last one. It'll be number ten. So I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, because we did. Uh, we just did the Freebird Von Eric thing the yeah. last time in Dallas. So, uh, and we've got two nights this year. So, oh. yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, we're going to have to think. We're going to yeah, get creative with to, this. Yeah, and might have to start hitting the gym. We can do this in four months, right? <laughs> I think we say that every year. Every time we get ready to go to WrestleMania, uh, we better hit the gym. So, Well, because um, but, I look at photos of myself. And yeah, I, see myself no, I in understand. The mirror. Believe me, I, I think I'm probably... I mean, unless we're doing Bastion Booker cosplay. There you go. Why aren't we... Yes, we could be uh, uh, the head shrinkers or the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rikishi or you yeah. know something like that. Um, let me. I'm going to put you on back on the spot though, and, and try to pin you down because I do think <laughs> Austin's going to wrestle at Mania. Mm-hmm. Who do you want it to be? Who should it be? I know you kind of did your little uh, thing about uh, uh, part timers, and I, mm-hmm. you know through the years I've kind of changed my stance on that. And I have gone back and looked at old blogs, right, and complaining about it, and and the celebrities and. With WrestleMania, to me, that's kind of the exception to the rule. Um, but who would you want to see? Would you want to see Austin in there against another part-timer like The Rock? You know, I've seen three names thrown out there. The Rock being one of them. John Cena being another one. And CM Punk being the third one. Or should it be someone on the roster and he puts that person over? Is it a rematch with Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens wins this time? What do you think? I, I'm I'm torn on it, quite honestly. If it's if it truly is his last match and they build up to something like that, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to see him go out on top, quite honestly. But I feel like he kind of got that that spotlight this past year. So uh, I don't know that they do two years back to back where we end the show with Austin. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you not remember the Attitude Era where we got three Rock Austin matches in five years? <laughs> yes, that's true. Wrestling. Um, yeah, you know, it's too bad Brian Pillman Jr. is under AEW contract because Austin mm. versus Pillman uh, would have nobody interested, but it'd be a nice <laughs> throwback. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll be CM Punk. I think that, you know, a Cena-Austin match would have worked when Cena was at the height of his time. You know, I, I mean, I guess when Hogan came back and faced The Rock, the Rock was kind of on his way out, but he was still there, you know, more so than what Cena is. So, but I could see Austin Cena being, you know, that kind of the equivalent of a Rock Hogan uh, mm-hmm. matchup. Yeah. As far as generational stars, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hard pressed mainly because uh, I'm trying to think of the roster off the top of my head. Um, I think. Given our luck with booking, it's going to be Austin versus Baron Corbin. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. 
Well, we're going to end this show on a bad note, I guess. But uh, I, I do appreciate, and, and we'll talk more about WrestleMania as it gets closer and, and, and you know, hyped up for that, the Royal Rumble, yeah. all that good stuff. And I told you we'll talk uh, off recording about ideas for 2023. But uh, I appreciate uh, another year of your friendship, your support yeah. on the uh, My One Two Three Cent Stride Pro Wrestling Action Figure Drive. Um, everyone that donated, and by the time you're listening to this, we'll have the winner announced from the the drawing for uh, the prize pack this year. But uh, uh, your friendship in general, I appreciate it. It's it's been uh, next month, 19 years. Can you believe that uh, that we first uh, became friends? And 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 I'm I'm grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you uh, pretty much every day. But uh, you know. Uh, on these podcasts and whatnot as well. So uh, thank you, uh, as they say back in the 80s, for being a friend. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking forward very much so to WrestleMania, and I will I will get you paid for that ticket as well here sooner rather than yeah. later. That's all right. Like I said, Mo, I'm more concerned with you uh, figuring out what, we're gonna, what you want to see this time <laughs> when you're in L.A. So I know <laughs> what, what we should do and because, uh, yeah. And I'm curious to see what all is going to be happening wrestlemania weekend so yeah it's gonna be um, big fun yeah well so. friend merry christmas to you and and uh, uh happy and healthy 2023 and friends thank you for listening being a part of the experience uh stay tuned next week uh we're gonna be looking ahead to 2023 for the my one two three cents brand and doing a little bit of a look back as well chad as always thank you so much for being on the show Oh, thanks for having me. It's been too long. Uh, I'll look forward to the next time. Absolutely.